morning, uh, recording now the Shir uh, from Shabbat, Parashat Noya, the first Chazor Shir. It's like change in format, but as Hashem will be doing in Chazor Shir a maximum of a blah. And uh, today, as Hashem, we're doing that space, um, right from the beginning of the Mesefta. Um, the Mishnah begins, it's going to talk about Yetzirah HaShabbos, it's talking about the Malacha of Hitzor. And um, the Anastasis and the Roshanim already asked, why is this Mishnah brought to the beginning of the Mesefta? Really should come further on in the Mesefta. Ez HaShem will speak soon about what they answer. But we suggested an answer, which I think really, perhaps we suggest Rush, but it, it's an answer which really epitomizes what this Mesefta is all about, what Shabbos is all about. And that is because we're going to talk about the Oni, the Balabayis, which is another question they ask, why do we have to talk about Oni, the Balabayis? And based on the Gone, we get ourselves to be said as this. To the Oni, we are the Oni. We are the poor man who stands outside asking our Kodesh Baruch for this and that. And our Kodesh Baruch is the Balabayis, he's the Balabira. And all week we go to our Kodesh Baruch we stand outside in the Rishut HaRabim, we stand outside the spiritual realms of our Kodesh Baruch as it were, down here, the Odom Asiya, the physical world, and we ask our Kodesh Baruch can I have this, can I have that, and our Kodesh Baruch gives it to us. But on Shabbat, it will change it. The whole universe becomes one big Rishut. It becomes the Rishut of the Rebbein Shalom. We go, instead of standing outside the Rishut Arabin, on Shabbat there's no transfer. We go into the Rishut, into the domain of the Rebbein Shalom, we sit at his Shabbat table, and therefore we're no longer the Oni who's asking the Balabayis inside, please give me, transfer something outside. We go into his very Rishus and we spend Shabbos with him. And that would explain why this is the first mission of the Messiah, because this really is the, the essence of what Shabbos is all about. Shabbos is a day that we spend with the Rabbi Nishalayim. By way of introduction, first a general introduction in terms of Malachah on Shabbos, we're told that if a person does any of the Malachas on Shabbos, any of the 39 Malachas, if he does, does it B'Shegeg by accident, he has to bring a carbon Chachas. If he does it with Nathan, if he does it on purpose, then if there are no Edim or Hathor, there's no witnesses or warning, then he gets Korit. It's cut off in the next world. If there are both Edim and Hathor, there are witnesses and there's warning, then he gets Kilo, stoning which, at least according to Halacha, Machlechus, but the way we pass it is the most severe form of Misa. If he does an Issa the Rabbonon, as we mentioned, from the Rabbam and Pirish Hamishnai, for example, he does half of the Rafa, then there can be Makas Mardus, there can be a Makas Midrabon. That's by way of a general introduction. By way of a more sort of a. Um, by way of an introduction to the Malach of Hitzor, in order for a person to be high for Hitzor, for carrying or transferring an object, a person has to do three things. He has to do Akira, he has to lift up the object from its stationary position, he has to transfer it into another domain. We'll speak about that in today's about transferring it in a Rishisar Rabin, but for the time being, he transfers it into a different domain, and then he does hang off, he puts it down into a stationary position, again, let's say on the ground. 
The Asmalacha, at least according to most Roshonim, is Hesav, is taking the object out from the Roshos Hayofis into the Roshos Harabim. That means he does Akira and the Roshos Hayofis, Hesav transfers into the Roshos Harabim, and then Hanokha puts it down. A Tolda, again, according to most Roshonim, it's a Tolda, is Hachnokha. A Tolda is a subcategory of the Asmalacha. With all 39 Malachas, it says the Av Malachas, and it's down in the Mishkan, or it's spelled out in the Torah. And then you've got the Tolda, things which were not necessarily quite as they were done in the Mishkan, but there are subcategories that are similar enough to be, con- to be contained in that same Malacha. As we're going to speak about soon, Ben Sashem, the Malacha of Eitzah is a little more unique in that respect. We'll speak about that soon, Ben Sashem. But Achnosa means you bring it into the Rosh Hashayofet. It was in the Rosh Hashayofet, it was in the public domain, and you bring it into the Rosh Hashayofet, that's called Hafnoso. With that introduction, let's take a look at the Mishnah now. Yitzir Tashabas, Yitzir Tashabas means, as Rashi says, means taking out from one domain to another domain of Jabas. Although you expect the expression of Hitzoyed Tashabas, Yitzir is the act of you going out, Hitzoyed means taking out, but Tosis points out it's based on a pasuk, Al Yitzi Ishmael Mekomai, which Alita points to Tosis. We'll see soon. Ben Zvashem, Tosis learns is a source for the Malacha of Hesod of carrying on Shabbos. Rashi Tzadik does not bring this pasuk because Rashi disagrees with that. But it's based on the pasuk Al Yitzi, which we dash Al Yitzi says Tosis. But since the pasuk actually writes Al Yitzi in the active form, that we keep it in the active Yitzi Tashab. So the act of of carrying on Shabbos. There are two primary actions, or two chiyumim, two cases where a person is chayyab for doing it on Shabbos. Shein Ava, which become four. Which become, and there's another two which are added on, which are what we call, I should have said really by way of introduction, is what we call potter avalotter. It may not be mutter, but on the other hand, the person is potter from the chasmus. He hasn't done a full malachi, he's done an isadra it's also the Chachira, but he's potter if he didn't. There are two such cases, which when added to the two cases of Chiyuv, become a total of four. Shtayim Shein Arba Bifnim, for the person standing on the inside, the Balabayit, or Shtayim Shein Arba Lachos, and likewise for the person standing outside, in the Rishat Sarabim, there are two actions which will make him Chayyuv, and there's two cases where he does half of a Lachos, and therefore it is potter of a Lachos. how does this work? Heonia Mizachot, we have the poor man standing outside in the Rosh Hashanah, or Balabayit Pifnim, and the Balabayit is standing inside in the Rosh Hashanah, in his house. Poshat Heonia Siyodah Lifnim, the Oni picks up something from outside, he doesn't like here, stretches his hands inside, that's a Hachnotah, Venotah Nesayotah Shabalabayit, and he puts it down into the hands of the Balabayit, who's standing inside, that's a Hachnotah. So the Oni has now done a full Malacha of Hachnotha. The Akira, the Hachnotha, the transfer, and the Hanotha. Oi, or, Shenotha Omitecha, he takes something from the hand of the Balabai, that's the Akira inside, the Hoiti, and he brings it out, and then possibly puts it down on the ground, possibly doesn't even have to do that, we'll discuss in a second. <coughs> in both those cases, her Oni Chayef, the Oni is absolutely Chayef, He's done a full melacha of either hafnasa or hetzal. Ubalabai is potter. The balabai is potter completely. Completely potter to the extent that at least from the point of view of Shabbos, 
It is Mutter Legami, it is Mutter Lechatkhila. Because he has not done anything. He's not, not done an Akira, he's not done an Hanukkah, he's not done a Shasta, he's done nothing. In the Shia on Sunday, we actually have already spoken about this, about whether there's still an issue of listening Iber. Maybe there's some issues of and there may be some other issues. But at least from the point of view of Shabbos, there's definitely nothing whatsoever from the point of view of the Balabayas. The only is done the form of Lothar, either the Hesor or the Hachnothar. Now in that second case, which we said, the only took it from the hand of the Balabayas, took it out, you'll note it doesn't say anything about putting it down. The Rambam says the reason why is because since he's already holding it in his hand, what difference if he puts it into the hand of the Malabayas? You say putting it into the hand, that's a Hanoko. Well, in this case, he's doing the Hanoko. How's he doing the Hanoko? Well, he picked it up in the hand of the Malabayas, that was an Akira. He brought it out, he's now in the Rishasarabit. When his hand stops still, that's the Hanoko. He doesn't have to put it down on the ground. However, from Rashi, it sounds like he does have to put it down on the ground. Because when you put it into the hand of the Malabayas, the Malabayas' hand is stationary. The Balabayas is nothing more than a platform. But here, the Oni's hand has been moving. It's, it's the hand is the one being doing the Malachal. So it can't also be an automatic Hanachal. Therefore, you have to put it down on the ground. That's the way we explain Rashi. It's only if you're putting it into somebody else's hand, then that can be considered a Hanachal, or it can be an Akira from there. But when it's the hand which is moving, that's not automatically considered a Hanachal. That's the way we explain Rashi, in order to re- reconcile it with the Gemara later which says that the hand can be considered a platform. However, it's not clear whether Rashi, the Epsom, agrees with the Rama that, strictly speaking, you do not have to put it down on the ground. It could be that Rashi really agrees with that, just for the time being, Rashi, Kadarki, like Rashi often does, he's just explaining according to the Pashtun. The simple reading of the Mishnah, yes, based on the Gemara later on, things may change. That's the way Rabbi Kivayi understands Rashi, as we today Yeshua suggests in Rashi. However, we brought from the Svaf then it could be, like we said, it could be that there's no fear between what Rashi says here and what the Gemara is going to say later on. Because the Gemara later on is talking about just stop putting it into somebody else's hand, that's fine. But when it's the hands of the very one who's in the Malacha, maybe that's not considered a Hanacha. It's for the time being, at least, it's not clear which way Rashi goes. Whether Rashi is just explaining according to a Hanacha for the time being, or this is Taka the Shit of Rashi. The mission now continues on. And it teaches the two, those are the two chiyune da'uraita of the oni we've learned so far. That's the shtayim for the person standing outside. Here comes the shtayim for the person standing inside. Posha balabayas is yodeh, that's what. The balabayas picks up something from inside, that's a piece of bread, gives to the oni. He sticks his hand outside, that's the hitzor. But not on the thirty yodeh shaloni, and he puts it down into the hand of the oni, that's the hanoko. The balabayas is the full malacha of hitzor. Or he picks something up from the hand of the Oni, that's Akira. The is and he brings it inside the house. And then again, either he just stops still, that's automatic Hanoko, or Rashi says he puts it down on the ground. Again, maybe Rashi as a husband, or maybe that is part of the Shut of Rashi. But either way, the Balabais has done the full Malacha. Therefore, the Balabais is higher, the Balabais is higher, the Oni Potter, the Oni is absolutely Potter. The Balabais is the full Malacha of either Hitzor or Hatmoser. So, so far we've learned the Shtayim for the Oni and the Shtayim for the Balabais. What is this Shaheen Arba? Now we're going to learn another two cases 
to the Oni, and another two cases to the Balabayit, where he is not Chayyot, because he doesn't do a full Malacha. He only does either the Ashira or he does the Hanacha. Now, to do only an Ashira or a Hanacha, in other words, we do the Malacha together, each one does half, neither is Chayyot. But both of us have done an Isadrabon. It is also the Chachila to do either an Ashira or a Hanacha. And that's what we're going to see now. And he goes through the same order as he has in the Mishnah. But now each time each one does a half of an offer. So Poshat Oni Yaskyadilipnim. The Oni picks something up outside, stretched his hand inside. Now instead of putting it down, the Balabais took it from his hand and the Balabais did the hand offer. So the Oni did the Akira and the transfer and the Balabais did the hand offer. Or the Balabais is the one who did the Akira, he picked something up. He put it into the hand of the Oni, and the Oni, the Hoshi, the Oni took it out and put it down. So the Balabai said Akira, the Oni did the transfer of Hoshi, and he did the Hanoko. Shneem Patur. Both of them have only done a half of an offer, either an Akira or a Hanoko, and therefore they are both exempt from a Chato, but they've done an Isidrabo. So to the other way around. Pocha Balabai is Shadrachos. If the Balabai picked something up inside, this Akira, did the Hoshtah, transferred it outside, just to the outside, but not to allow it to but instead of putting it down, the Oni took it from him and put it down, because the Oni did the Hanokah. Or the Oni picked something up, did that hero, put it into the hands, the outstretched hands of the Balabayis, the Hikmet, and the Balabayis brought it in and did the Hanokah. In both cases, Shanae and Pesurin, they're both Potter, because neither has done a full Malachah, but they both done an Isidrabah. So that is four cases, of Potter Avalosa. So we've had, in the ratio of the Mishnah, we had four cases of Chir, where the Oni does the full Malafa, either the Hesor or the Hathnosa, that's two cases, and the Balabayis does either the full Hesor or the full Hathnosa, that's another two cases, that's a total of four. And now we've got another four cases, where each one has done half of Malafa, and therefore, there are cases of Isidra Avalos, but Potter from Achatha. Now you may be thinking, in which case, that should really make up a total of Shvishtayim, not Shainabe, Shvishtayim, Shein, Sheish. Because in each of these four cases in the Sefer, they are both doing an Isidurabana. So there's four Isidurabana to each of them. That's a total of eight Isidurabana altogether. Plus the four Chiyogim to start with, the cases of where it's actually higher, that was another four cases, that's a total of twelve. So it should be Shvishtayim, Shein, Sheish. Lifnim, which time Shein Abba, Nafot. So then, as we've already seen the Gemara we saw on Friday, but it's not in this Chazara session, and that is that we only, it's true that both of them, if they do half each, both of them have done an Isidra but in terms of crediting it to somebody, we only accredit it to the person who does the main part, the part which would, could, or could possibly come to a Chiyokhapa. For our purposes, for the time being, we will go with Rashi's shah, which is, we look at the person who did the Akira. So, for example, let's take the first case. The Oni picks it up, stretches his hand inside, and instead of putting it down, the Balabayas takes it from him and puts it down. So, the Oni did the Akira, the Balabayas did the Hanoko. They both are an Isidrabon. But for our purposes, we only accredit it to the Oni. Because the Oni was the one who picked it up. And since he picked it up, 
He's the one who started the malacha. He potentially could have completed the malacha by putting it down as well inside. And therefore we accredit it to him. And therefore if you go through each of those four cases in the Sefer, we always look at the person who did the Akira. There are two cases where the Oni did the Akira, and there are two cases where the Balabai did the Akira. And therefore we now have Shtayim Shein Abba for the person standing inside, and Shtayim Shein Abba for the person standing outside. Now there's a very basic question on this Mishnah. And that is, what is the necessity to spell out Shtayim Shein Abba Bachot, Shtayim Shein Abba Bixim, do we find that by any other malachah? Do we put, start talking about when it comes to the malachah's harvesting? Do we list out where a person will be hired if he does it in the field? And he'll be hired if he does it in his back garden? And in another case if he does it inside his house? We don't start going through all different cases. What difference whether you're the oni, whether you're the balabai is? You've done exactly the same malachah of transferring an object from one domain to another domain. Tell me for one of them and automatically I'll know for the other. Why is the Mishnah going to such great length? This is what the Rishonim Tosas asks Tosas asks over here. And Tosas says, let me add on another couple of Ha'orahs. We'll also find, if you take a look at the Torah, says Tosas, you'll find in the Torah that there are two Pesukim, two sources for the Malachal of Tosas. One is the Pesuk of Adyeti Ishmael Mekoma, a man should not leave his place which we doubt from Adyoti Ishmael a man should not go out, should not take out an object from its place. And another one is the prophet of Vayikole Ha'om Nehobi. And the people stop bringing the Nezobahs to the Mishnah. Two Pesukim. Why do we need two Pesukim? For Tosus, well, one is for the Oni and one is for the Balabayit. The Balabayit, he shouldn't take out, that's Adyoti Ishmael He shouldn't take something out of it, of his place, and all from the house. That's the Balabai. And for the Oni, we have Vayikoli Ha'on and Nehobi. So we have two Pesukim. So it's not just our Mishnah, which seems to have to spell out for the Oni and the Balabai. The Torah provides two sources. Why? Thirdly, says Tosus, as we said in the introduction, with all of its Malachis, with all Malachis, you find that once the Av Malachah, the primary Malachah, was in the Mishnah, we don't need anything more than that. All the us, any subcategories which are similar enough to the Avalaha, which come under it therefore, they don't have to be to have been done in the Mishnah. So says Tosfus, but yet you'll find when it comes to the Malaha of Esau carrying, the us as well, we look for them to have been in the Mishnah. We can't just rely on logic to say, well, this is similar enough. It has to have been in the Mishnah. Why? To Tosus, all these three things point to one conclusion. And before we come to that conclusion, let me just add on one further question. That was the question we started with earlier. Why does this Mishnah start with... Well, why does Mishnah start with this Mishnah? This Mishnah doesn't really belong here. We should have started with Halotha Tamer Shabbat. Says Tosus, you know why? Because we are going to talk about Erev Shabbat. We're going to talk about the tailor. It's on in this one of the Mishnahs in this, in this parak is going to be that a tailor should not go out with his needle on Erev Shabbat. Because we're worried he needs to get about it and he'll come to carry it on Shabbat. So since that's to do with Erev Shabbat, we need a little word of introduction to do with the Malachah of carrying. So that's why we start off with this Mishnah. Ask Tosfus, but there's going to be other things to do with Erev Shabbat, about laundering over Shabbat, Erev Shabbat. We don't have any introduction to those. 
So says Tosa, the answer to all these four questions is one. And that is the, all these questions point to one idea. And that is the Malacha of Hesar, the Malacha of carrying, is what we call a Malacha Gerua. It's a Shvacha, it's a weak Malacha. And therefore, we need to give you an introduction to it. You can't rely on everyone knowing about it. It's a weak Malacha, we need an introduction. And that's why the Torah has to provide a source for the Oni and for the Balabai. That's why our Mishnah has to spell out the Oni and the Balabai. That's why we need every Torah to have been in the Mishnah as well. Well, we look at it, we look for it to have been in the Mishnah. Because we cannot rely on just a simple logical deduction to work out your Torah and when it applies, everything has to be spelled out because it's a Malacha Gurua. Because it's a Shvacha Malacha. So why is it a Shvacha Malacha? So I'll tell you why. Because the Rashbon and the Iri say it's the same sort of idea. Because, think about it. You could be walking around in your house, all day long, carrying something which is 50 kilos, sweating away, carrying all of Shabbos, from one room to another room, from one Rishasai office to another Rishasai office, and you will not have done a single Isra of Beitzah. It may not be in the spirit of Shabbos, but in terms of Beitzah, you've done nothing wrong. And yet you pick up a piece of bread, just a piece of bread, and you carry it from your house to the Rishasai Rabin, you're now five kilos for that. How do we understand that? Nasi, it's a malacha garuah. It's a shvacha malacha. What does that mean? The way the Urzarua <coughs> puts it is slightly different. The Urzarua says like this. With all other malachas, if you think about it, you're doing something to change the object on which you're doing the malacha. Kitsira, I cut the produce from the ground. Tachina, I grind it up. Dosh, I thresh it. To get rid of the chaff. You go to one of the... you shear the wool. It was attached, now it's been detached. You go to one by one, the malapa changes the paper. When it comes to it, so, says it's different. The object is exactly the same object before and after you've done the malapa. It's just been a transfer. Says the Urzorua, therefore it's not, he says not a malapa guru, he says it's not a malapa chashuba. As we pointed out, in yesterday in Parshat Neah, the Torah talks of the animal which is Tahoro and the animal Asher Eineno Torah, which is not Tahoro. The Gemara in Sodom says, it's a nicer way of putting it and saying Tameo, but it's impure, we see Asher Eineno Torah. It's a point of, I suppose, perspective, but it's a nicer logic. So it's a person calls it Malacha Guruai, it's a Shvacha Malacha. The Torah says, it's not a Malacha Hashuba. But it's the same sort of idea. What does this all mean? So we explain, and so too, Rav Scheinberg explained in the Shmeret Chaim that with all Malachas, the reason why I'm Chayat is because of the Malacha. It's because of the Pu'ulah. It's because of the action I did. Look, I had produce joined to the ground. The very cutting from the ground, the action, the Malacha, the Pu'ulah, that is the Machayat. That's what makes me Chayat. When it comes to the Malacha of Pesach, carry. It's not the action. It's the outcome. It's the very fact that the object was in the Rosh Hashayi office, now it's in the Rosh Hashayi Says the Torah, I don't want an object which was in the Rosh Hashayi office when Shabbat came in, I do not want to see it in the Rosh Hashayi Obviously there's certain tonight, if you take it out, because you're wearing it, that's different. 
But the point is, there's a Torah, I don't want such an outcome. Now, obviously, if you didn't do the transfer, if the wind blew it out, then you've done nothing wrong. So it's got to be that I do some sort of, I do some sort of action in order to result in that, sorry, the outcome. But it's the outcome which makes me high. The malopa, the very action itself, the tashu kurua. It's not hashuva, it's very shvah, because that's what Azura said. So malopa you've done, hasn't done anything to the object. It's the outcome. In terms of the action, you could be doing the same action, walking around your house, one domain and another domain all day long. The action doesn't do anything because there is no outcome. There's no total which the Torah was bothered by. It's the total. It's only if the action leads to the object being from Rishasayasa to Rishasayasa or vice versa. That is what is Machayasi. The action in and of itself is nothing. Whereas with all other monopolies, it's the action. The action is Hashuva. You've done something with the action. You've achieved something <coughs> in terms of the Chayasa. That's what makes you Chayasa. And that is why the Mishnah and the Torah have to spell out for the Oni and the Balabayim. Because if we're looking at the Pu'ula in terms of the action, then 100%, who cares who does it? When it comes to Kasira, who cares whether it's the farmer or it's your, your local Balabal who cuts the stuff on the ground? They're doing exactly the same action. It's the action which made you hired, so of course you're going to be hired. You don't need to spell that out. But when we're looking at the Tesol, we're not looking at action. The action doesn't make you hired. Then we need to know what was the Torah bothered by? Well, I take it from Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah, you're not bothered. I take it from Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah, and suddenly you are bothered. What about the other way around? What about Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah? What about if I throw something? All these things, we don't know what bothers the Torah. What sort of outcome is the Torah bothered by? Let me put a word that slightly differently. It's not what sort of outcome is the Torah bothered by. Once we're saying that, for example, if the wind blows it out, I'm not high. If it's Rosh Hashayach, Rosh Hashayach, I'm not high. Rosh Hashayach, Rosh Hashayach, oh, then I'm high. And, now, what makes me high? As we said, the Malachi itself is very shvah. So what makes me high? What if I chuck it? What if I just sort of stretch it out? I pass a pole out something into somebody's hand, what we call motion. And I'm high for that. The malacha is very shvach anyway, so we're looking at the outcome. Once it's the outcome already, the malacha is gurua, therefore we have to spell out every single thing. Because as you said, again, and I will stress this, of course there has to be a malacha. An outcome on its own doesn't make me chayat. It's got to be I've done something. But since what I've done, we're saying, you've got the outcome, you did do some sort of malacha, a shvach malacha, a malacha which wouldn't make you chayat in, in and of itself. Once we say that, then the point is like this. If the malafa is a very weak malafa, then it's got to be, then I don't know now, you're playing with sort of things which are very weak, I don't know what is going to be considered enough to make that outcome make me chayat. That's why the Mishnah has to spell it out. Is the Oni chayat? Is the Balabai chayat? It doesn't make a difference if we're going from this Rishas, that Rishas, vice versa. I don't know. Because the whole malacha is very sort of, we're looking at the outcome, we're looking at a very weak sort of form of malacha, so we need to combine the two together. I don't know what outcome bothers the Torah. Rosh Hashayach to Rosh Hashayach the Torah is not bothered by. Rosh Hashayach to Rosh Hashayach the Torah is bothered by. What about Rosh Hashayach to Rosh Hashayach? I don't know. That's why we have to spell it out. That's why we have to find it in the Mishkan. We have to find out not in the Mishkan, etc. So too in terms of who does it. 
Well, it's a shvach malacha. So if I chuck the object, does that make it? It's a shvach malacha. Is that now? It's very weak anyway. Is very chucking? Is that even weaker? So weak they won't make higher? Or does it still make me higher? I don't know. All these things I need to find in the Mishnah to, to know. So in terms of the Ani the Balabayim, does it make a difference? Who does it? It's a shvach malacha. That malacha is not something which we can really understand why it makes me higher. Oh, it's the outcome. But there has to be some sort of order. So therefore, we need the Mishnah and we need the Torah to spell everything out. We need Pesukim for it. We need the Mishnah to spell it out. We have to find in the Mishnah all the colors, etc., etc. To illustrate the Nachimera, to bring it out a little stronger, what we did was we brought the Prima Godim. The Prima Godim in his time, Solomon tells the Shabbat strike like this. He says, if a person does half a Malacha in the morning, half a Malacha in the afternoon, when I say half a Malacha, I mean half a shield. What I mean is like this. Each malacha has a certain shear, has a certain amount you have to do in order to be chai v'chafel. So let's say if a person does kithira, he cuts wheat. How much wheat do you have to cut in order to be chai? A groger. The amount of dried, uh, um, groger to the dried stick. For our purposes, we'll call that 10 grams. I don't know what it is, we'll call it 10 grams. If I cut 5 grams in the morning, and 5 grams in the evening, this is all the one forgetful moment, I'm definitely chai v'chafel. So the people of God, what would happen if I cut five grams and the salt came and ate them and then I cut another five grams? I cut the full ten grams when I cut the second five grams the original five grams are no longer there. Am I five or not? So the people of God, I remember there's a Gemara later on in the Mesesta which talks about a very similar case with I saw in terms of carrying. If I carry five grams from the Rishul Sayyotis put it down in the Rishul Sayyotis Come back inside, take another five grams and put it down outside, I'm high. But what happens if I carry five grams out, put it down outside, and whilst I go back in to get another five grams, a dog comes and eats them, or it gets burnt up. And then I pick up another five grams, put it down outside, and I look, hey, where's the other five, the third five grams gone? Gone! So the Gemara says, I'm Potter. It says the Supreme God, you see? You're potter, says the Prima Godin, but you can't learn it from Hesdor, because Hesdor is a malocha guruahi. It's a shvacha malocha. Says Rav Scheinberg, in the Shemar Chaim, this is the way he explains it, is like this. What does the Prima Godin mean? It's like this. When it comes to the malocha of Ketir, or any other malocha for that matter, it's the malocha, it's the pu'ula, it's the action that you've done which makes you chayim. You've done an action. You did cut 10 grams from the ground. You've changed 10 grams of produce from being joined to being disconnected. You're fired for that. I mean, it could be you're fired for that. I hope saw your father, so the people got enough different. Because in hope saw, we're looking at the outcome. The action is very smart. The fact you've transferred 10 grams, that's not enough to make you fired. It's the outcome. Well, I don't have 10 grams in one go. I don't have 10 grams outside the Rishul Salatim. That's why you're potter. But when it comes to the other of it's the action. You've done an action on 10 grams, maybe you're chayim. That's how we illustrated the, the difference between whether it's the action or whether it's the total. That's the idea of the God and that's Peshat in Tosus and the Rishonim talk about it being on the Loch of Kuruan. Now Tosus says, just to sort of sum up the shit of Tosus, so we have two Pesukim in the Torah to teach me about the Malach of Esau. Al-Yitzhi Mekona is one. That's to teach me about the Balabayim taking an object out of his house to the Rosh Hashanah. 
And I've got the pocket of Ayikari Ha'on Nehobi, which tells me about the Issa of the Oni to take something out from the house that are shut up. Stretching his hand inside and taking something out. Now, one word of introduction to what we're going to speak about is we have to really trace it back to the Gemara and Eirubi. This pocket of Ayikari Ha'on Nehobi is in the Purusha Gemara later on in Perekaz Eirubi. Ayikari Ha'on Nehobi, no doubt about it, that's one of the sources for the Manoch of Nehobi. But this possible idea is from the Kremlin, we have to scrutinize it a little more. The Gemara says in Eirubin, at the end of the first paragraph, after you die there, the Gemara there is talking about the Issa to go outside the Tzkun, to go outside 2,000 Amis outside of the boundaries of the city, and the Gemara suggests there that if a person does that, he's Chayat Malchus. He's done an Issa there, which Issa has he done? Says the Gemara, al yitzay ishm in the kona. A man is not allowed to go out of his place. That's what it means. So the Gemara asks, but surely this love of al yitzay ishm in the kona has already been used. It's been used for the malacha or for carrying. Instead of reading al yitzay, it says al yitzay. Don't take an object out of its place. So therefore, it's already been used. So you may say, so what? Wait a second. If a person does the Malach of Hesor, he's Chayat Misa for that. And therefore this love is what we call a Lashinit in our Tarat Misa basis. It's a Lashinit which has already been used for something which is, has a charity of Misa. In which case this love does not, cannot possibly give anyone Malchus even for something else. Even for going outside of Tchum, a different thing, there will be no Malchus for it. So the Gemara, the Gemara finishes off it, it says, No. It doesn't say Adyotzi, it says Adyotzi. So Rashi says, what that means to say is, that the Gemara thought originally that Adyotzi is a source for the Malacha of Hesor. Therefore, we have this question. This love of Adyotzi has already been used for something which carries the fear of Mesa, i.e. Hesor. And the Gemara says, no, you're wrong. Adyotzi is not Adyotzi. It's been used for Sukhul. It's not being used in Malachal Vesor. That's the way Rashi does it. However, Tosus over there says, the Arlington, the Lexi Tosus disagrees with Rashi and comes out that Al-Yetzay Yishmin is, the Gemara stands by that, what the Gemara session answer was, Tosus explains differently to Rashi, the Gemara stands by its Nascana, that Al-Yetzay Yishmin is a source for the Malachal of Vesor. And that's Tosus that she calls them over here. Tosis in Amasafta says, besides the Gemara de Son and Parakhazeri, which says we've got the source of Ayyukhari Ha'ov and Mehavi, we also have the source of Adyate Ishmanakoma. We've got the two sources, and therefore one is to be used for the Oni and one is for the Barabai. But we pointed out from Rashi, the second Rashi on this Masafta, and Rashi on the base, the clear as I said at the beginning of the Masafta here, Rashi clearly and the Shittosa in Eirubin says, Adyeti Ishma Mekoma, that was a Havamina. The Gemara rejected that. It doesn't say Adyeti, it says Adyeti. The Gemara rejected it. And therefore there's only one source for the Malach of Esau. And that is by Yikonei Ha'omni Hobi. If you look at Rashi, it says, by Yabiru Kaldamachna, that's the possible by Yikonei Ha'omni Hobi. That is the single source for the Malach of Esau. And if you take a look at the Rambam, the Rambam also says the same thing. The Rambam says, the Malacha of Hesor, made a shush, le rishush, implying, it doesn't matter which way you're going, you're a shush, you're a shush, you're a shush, you're a shush, you're The source for that is the Pasuk of Vayikade, Ba'om, Mehavi, like Rashi. And the Rashi brings this down, the Rashi brings this 
Dirk from the Rambam, you can see the Rambam, like Rashi holds, there's only one person. Answer Rashi, in which case the question comes back. So why do we need the Mishnah to spell out the Oni and the Balabai? There's only one source in the Torah. This Lama, the people who said, oh, you see the Torah already splits them into two. So you see it's a Malacha Kuruah, you see it's a Shvacha Malacha. Answer Rashi, but according to the Rambam, according to Rashi, why do you need the Mishnah to spell it out? There's only one source, and that source means the Oni, the Balabai, no matter who does it. So you could say that even so, the, the, the Rambam Rashi agree with the Yisidus Malacha Kuruah, the fact that the Torah doesn't fit it up, okay. But the Rashi says something very interesting. He gives a different answer. Don't take it as a Malacha Kuruah. He says, you know why? You know why, it, why the Mishnah has to split it up? It's because the Hussar of the Oni and the Hussar of the Balabais are not similar. When the Oni does the Hussar, he is Moshech Le'atmo. He draws the object towards him. Whereas the Balabais, when he does Hussar, he's pushing the object out of his hand. The Hussar of the Oni is more cautious, says the, says the, the Rashi. That's it. And if you only told me the Hussar of the Oni, I wouldn't necessarily know, know the Hussar of the Balabais. The Hussar of the Oni is Moshech Le'atmo is more cautious. What does that mean? So I will mention that Avi, Avi Friedwald suggested, he said, a simple reading of the word, sounds like it, is that when the Oni draws it towards him, you know why it's possible? Because he wants it, that piece of bread, he wants it. When the Balabais gives the bread out, he's pushing away from it, it's because the Balabais doesn't want that piece of bread. He's saying, I don't need this piece of bread anymore, he's giving it to the Oni. So the Oni has, a, I say, a stronger interest in the Hussar. He's putting the bread towards it because he wants the piece of bread. Whatever the object the person has, it's because he wants the object. Whereas when it comes the other way around with the, with the Balabais and he's pushing it out, the Balabais is saying, I don't want the piece of bread, I'm giving it to you. And therefore, maybe the Oni is more worried than Spichai. I will add that that shot that Avi said, I did find that the Pnei Yeshua, the Prima Godim in Rosh and others as well, they all learn about that. In Taka, if you read the, the simple words of the Rashi, it definitely does sound like that. No question about it. That is what it sounds like. I think one little aura I think we may have pointed out is, so what's going to happen when it comes to Hachnosa then? With Hachnosa, what are you going to say? The Balabais is drawing it towards him, therefore it's more cautious? Why? What's the case of Hachnosa, the way the proportion is in the Mishnah, is he's taking the basket from the Oni in order to put a piece of bread in it. He doesn't really want the basket. He's doing it for the Oni. The Oni really is the one who wants the Balabais to have the basket so he can put the piece of bread in it. You could get out of it. But I'll just mention very briefly again the Peshat we suggest, and I, I do believe, I, I do look around, I think there are those who explain that this as well. They explain that what the Rashman is something a little more longish, more than just sort of, as I said, what, what the Peshat and the, and the, and, and the Roshay said, and what Avi said, it's definitely, that is the simple reading of the Rashman, there's no question about it. It definitely seems to be an amicable. But the way we explained it was based on the God, what the God said in Toshbrook, but we explained it into the Rashman. And that is that there is actually a fundamental difference, at least to point to the Rambam, between the, when the Oni does it and when the Balabayas does it. And that is because when the Oni does his saw, he picks something up from inside, he brings it out, and that's it. He doesn't have to put it down on the ground, according to the Rambam at least. According to Rashi, it depends on, that was the topic we have in Rashi. Whether Rashi is explaining according to the Havamil of the Gemara, whether it's this pattern of the Shittu Rashi, you have to put it down on the ground. But at least according to the Rambam, you pick it up, and the Rashi is only talking about it in the Rambam, but he doesn't bring Rashi. 
He's explaining that according to the Ramah, that's this why the Mishnah has to split it, explain the Oni and the Balabai. It's because the Oni picked it up inside, brings it out, and that's it. He's already completed the Malafa. Whereas when the Balabai starts to so, he picked it up from inside his house, he puts it out, he's not yet high until he puts it down, he puts it down the Oni, he puts it down on the ground, but he has to put it down. Therefore, the Oni is higher sooner than the Balabai. And that's why the Oni is more cautious than the Balabai. You wouldn't necessarily have learned one from the other. But if you only told me about the Oni, I would have said, well, you know why the Oni is high? Or I, I would have said, I could have made a mistake. I would have said, ah, you see the Oni? He didn't even have to put it down. Maybe if the Balabai sells it, he also doesn't have to put it down. The Balabai sells have to put it down. But you can learn it in a couple of ways. Or if you only told me about the Balabai, I would have said, Ooh, from the Balabai, so they said, well, the Balabai put it down, maybe I would have made a mistake of thinking the Oni also has to put it down. That's why the Mishnah has to say, no, the Oni does not have to put it down, Balabai does have to put it down. We also said there's a slight difference in Akira as well, but we're not going to get into that again. That is, in other words, a couple of ways of learning the Rashba. You can so to speak, take your pick. The, so to speak, the advantage of that second one is just in terms of, although maybe in the words, the Pshat of the Pnei Yeshua and the Rosh Yeshua, as I said, that Pshat, the Avi's definitely fits into the word, definitely better, much clearer there. The advantage of this Pshat is that it works beautifully with Hasanosa or Hesod, there's no difference. Whereas according to that Pshat, Hasanosa is a little more difficult to understand. I think the, the Aphronim already pointed this out. Hasanosa is a little more difficult to understand. But I'm performing that what comes out according to according to the, uh, the, the Rambam and possibly according to Rashi as well. So therefore, to sum up, according to Tosfus, there are two Pesukim for the Malachal of Hitzok, one for the Oni, one for the Balabais. Adyeti is for the Balabais, Baikoni Ha'omni is for the Oni. By the way, when it comes to Hathnoto, so Tosfus, how do I know about Hathnoto putting it in? He says, you've also got two sources for that. For the Oni of putting an object into the house, that we find is in the Mishkot, because the Nabiim, who were standing in the Rosh Hashanah, there's the Oni, they were picking up the beans in the Mishkot and putting them onto our goddess, onto the wagons. The wagons were Rosh Hashanah. So they are the Oni outside, putting the beans inside, that's the Oni doing Hafnosa. As for the Balabai is doing Hafnosa, where's the source for that? That is the Gemara, it's just a simple Svara. Mali Apuke, Mali Iyode. So the Gemara, because what's the difference whether you're taking something out or you're taking it in? It's a Svara. That's according to Tosus. Whereas according to the Ramna, according to Rashi, there's only one source, at least in Torah source, one possible for the Malach of Hosar, and that is the possible of Vayikole Ha'om Mehodi. So the Gemara. Tenan Hosa. It's been taught in the Mishnah over there in Shavuot. The Mishnah there, at the beginning of Shavuot, goes through four cases where you find this pattern of Stein Shainaga. Two primary and two secondary. And it says there's Shavuot, Stein Shainaga. There are two primary categories of Shavuot, false oath, and with two additional cases. And that is because the Pasuk says, that the person makes a Shavuot city, he makes a false oath, Lahora Oedahetiv. Lahora means a negative, and Lahetiv means a positive oath. So, Lahora Oedahetiv sounds like future. So in other words, the two primary categories are going to be positive and negative future will be Lahora means I will not eat, and he does eat. And Lahitiv is the positive if he says I will eat, and he doesn't eat. Those are the two primary cases. 
Then from the inclusive lechol ashiyavati order, lechol for anything a person utters, that includes two secondary cases, which he's also fired for, and that is in the past tense. If he says lahora negative, he says I didn't eat it. I, I, I swear to you, I didn't eat it, and he did. Or the positive case, lahitiv, in the past tense would be, he says I did eat, and he didn't eat. Those are the two, two main ones on a future, positive and negative, shape Abba, which become four when you add in the past, positive and negative. Next case, solid based on the day, is Yedhiyah Tatsuvah Shain Shein Abba. There's an issue for a person to go into the base on or to eat Kochim when he is Tomei. Now, the Torah talks about a case of the Nehla and the Nehru that a person who did it by accident, and it's called Yediyah Tatsumah because the person has to be aware at the beginning that he was Tommy. And then, the Ne'elam and Menu, who was Tommy, he forgot that he was Tommy. And he did one of two things. These are the two primary cases, Shtayim Shinabah, Shtayim. He either goes into the Beit HaMikdosh, that's case number one, or case number two, he eats Kodshin. Aware that it's Kodshin, aware that it's the Beit HaMikdosh, he just forgot that he was Tommy. And then after having done that, after having gone to the Mikdosh or eating the Kodshin, he suddenly remembers, wait, oi, they, I was coming. Well, those are the two cases. He's hired the carbon of for that. For the two primary cases. But from the inclusive vanilla, vanilla, the says it twice, we learn out another two cases. And that is where he never forgot that he was coming. You know what he forgot? He forgot, amazing as it may seem, he forgot this is a big coming dosh. Or, easier to understand, he forgot that this piece of meat is cultured. And he ate it, he went into the Mekdosh, not realizing what he's doing, and then afterwards he suddenly says, Oi! This is the Mekdosh Mekdosh! This is Kodshin! With that, there's a further two cases that he's hired for that as well. The two primary cases where he forgot that he was Tommy, the two secondary cases is where he forgot that it was the Mekdosh or Kodshin. Next case is Maris Nagoya. We know in terms of Sarath, in terms of the Sarath of the skin, there's various shades of color you can have. Shnayim Shein There's two main ones written in the Torah. The Eitz and Baheres. Baheres is the most white. The Eitz is a little lifted from that. It's a little less white. And then there's two tolders. There's two secondary things which come under this. Because the Torah talks about Tapachas. The word Tapachas means an extension of this Eitz and an extension of the Baheres. So that's Shnayim, two primary ones, the Eitz and Baheres. Shein and the tolders, the Tapachas of each of them, which makes up the Torah to the four. And finally, says the mission of Shavuot, Yetzirah HaShabbos, Shain Shein Arba. When it comes to this carrying on Shabbos, there's two primary cases and two secondary cases. Ask the Gemara, Maishanol, what's the difference? Hocha, that over here, Mesech HaShabbos, the 20 day teaches, Shain Shein Arba Bitsnim, or Shain Shein Arba Lachut. Two which become four, are the four cases for the person inside, and four cases for the person outside. Well, my Shana Hossam, and what's going on, what's the difference over there? It just says, two which become four, and that's it. doesn't talk about four for the person inside, four for the person outside. What's going on over here? So, my answer is, over here in Mesecha Shabbos, the Ikha Shabbos, this, the whole point of this is all about Shabbos. So, therefore, Tony Ovois, the Tony Tolvois, it teaches you the Ovois and the Tolvois. Teaches all the cases. Now, you get, eight, uh, you get a total of eight cases. Whereas, Hotham over there, the Sefer Shavuot, 
The love ikka Shabbat food. The main subject of that Mesef is not Shabbat. It just comes in. There are Adam. It's showing you examples of Shanshe and Adam. So, Ovid Tani, Tolbos Leitani. It only teaches cases of the others, not cases of the Tolbos. And therefore you only get four cases. Ask the Gemara, but the math doesn't quite work. Ovid, my new. What are the others? Abmalafa is, Yetzirah, as we said, we said earlier in the, in the shift, Hetzal, the act of carrying from Rishut HaYochid to Rishut HaRam, taking out, that's the Abmalafah. Yetzirah, there's only two cases of Hetzal, not four. Either the Oni does it, he picks up something from inside and takes it out and puts it down, or the Balabayit does it. That's two cases, not four. Vechitema, if you're going to say, no, there's two cases, there's two cases where they're chayas. Either the Oni does the full malafa, or the Balabai does the full malafa. That's two cases. For me, and it's good. But then we've got Shein Arba, we've got another two cases where they do the malafa together. They each do half of the malafa. Now, somebody asked the question that she asked, I wasn't going to mention it, but they asked that. Both of those cases are where the Balabai does the Akira. The Balabai always does the Akira. In terms of Hosea, in terms of taking out, the Balabai is always the one who does the Akira when they share the Malacha. And the Oni does the Hanacha. So according to Rashi, according to Rashi, the two of the two both belong to the Balabai, not to the Oni. So just very briefly, I'm not going into it again. We said that's why Rabbi Pnei Yeshua says, that's why Rashi, if you look at the Rashi, it's uh, five lines down in the wide lines of Rashi, you'll notice those brackets there where it says Shalom. And those brackets have been added in based on Tosus, who says that Rashi over here does not explain, like his Shetha generally, that when they share the Malachah, it's accredited to the one who does that here, because quite correct, that would always be the Balabais in these ca- in cases of Hosea. Over here, Rashi explains like the Rebar, like Tosus later on, and that is, it's accredited to the one who initiates the Malachah by uh, stretching out his hand. And therefore, in terms of Hosea, there's one for the Oni and one for the Balabai. As I said, I'm cutting that short because it wasn't a point I was going to mention. We talked about it in the, in the actual shift. For more information, take a look back at the original shift. I'm just mentioning that I thought somebody asked it yesterday. But the Gemara suggests, therefore, coming back to our Gemara, I could suggest, Mehem Lechiyuk Mehem Lechiyuk. I do get four cases, all with the Abmalacha, because there's two cases where one is Chayat, either the Oni did the full Malacha or the Balabai did the full Malacha, and I've got two cases where there's a Patur, where they did Hitzah together. So says the Gemara, you can't explain it like that. Because the Zunia Gemara is the guy in Katani. It's been taught together with the other cases in the Mishnah in Shavuot, and one of those four cases is the case of Torah. It's got to be similar to the case of Torah there, but they're all put together, it must be they all share the common denominator. What's the common denominator? Mahosam, just as over there with Torah. Kulhu They are all cases of Chiyot. No matter whether a person has to eat, Baheras, or their Toldos, any of those four shades of color, if a person walks into the base and just like that, he's Chayot. The Ahokanami, so to here as well, as well as all those other cases in the Mishnah, Yadir Tatumah, and the cases of Shavuot, so to with Shabbos as well, 
Kulu all four cases must be cases of Chiyuv. And if you're telling me that the Mishnah over there is only teaching me the Avalopa, of Hitzor, there are only two cases of Hitzor where a person is Chayyuv. Either the Oni does the full Malacha, or the Balabai does the full Malacha. And the Omar Papa, rather says our Papa, he says, Papa, over here, the Ikha Shabbos, the, the main thing in this Nesafi is Shabbos, so he teaches you not just not that oven tova. It teaches you all the cases of field and pitur. Whereas Hotham over there, the Lavika Shabbos in the Tafatura says the main thing is not about Shabbos. So Khiyuve Tony teaches you the cases of Khiyuv, or Pature Tony. But it doesn't teach you cases of Patur. In other words, it may well be telling you the Tobas as well. Not just the Al, it's telling you the Tobas. But it's telling you why don't you get eight cases therefore? Because we're not including the four cases of Fatur. We're only talking about the four cases of Khiyuv. How do you get four cases? Well, two for the Oni, he does either a, a Hotzah or a Hafnotah. And so to the Barabai, he does a Hotzah or a Hafnotah. So the Gemara, still, I don't understand. The Gemara hasn't quite got the answer. Chiyubim mind you, but what are the cases of Chiyubim? You see it, as Rashi explains. I'm aware that your Chayat are doing Hafnotah as well. But the expression of the Mishnah over there, as well as here for that matter, is You see it, Sashabu. Yitzhiyah means Haidon, not Hachanosa. And Yitzhiyah is Tartiyavion. There are only two cases of Chiyot of Haidon. Either the Oni does it, or the Balabayas does it. There are only two cases. So it's going to no. Shtayim is Haidon, or Shtayim is Hachanosa. I already explained. There's two of Haidon, and two of Hachanosa. Two of Haidon, the Balabayas does it, or the Oni takes it out. And two of Hachanosa, the Balabayas takes it in, or the Barabai, or the Oni takes it in, pushes it in. So that's a total of four. So it's more, did you not hear what I just asked? For Yetzirah's Kothani. But it says the word Yetzirah. Not Hachanotus. Yetzirah means Hesorah. So the Gemara now answers, and explains, obviously we've been talking crosswise, so to speak, says the Gemara. Let's explain the answer. Omar Ravashi says Ravashi, Tana hath not a navi The Tana refers to Hathnasa also under the category of Hitzar. Mimai, from where did you get this idea? So we say, may this now from that which we learn in the Mishnah later on, and that's why I'm given. The Mishnah there is enumerating the 39 of its malachis, and the last one is, Havnasi me reshus le reshus Someone who transfers an object from one domain to another domain, he's chayyot. That's my lot of Now, you'll note, it doesn't say how many mirashus I offer the rishus for others. It just says, stuff. Mirashus, the rishus. The mila of kinam, are we not dealing with the comma ayo mirashus the rabbin rishus As well as a case of obviously taking from rishus ayo to rishus harabin, but it doesn't say that, it says mirashus the rishus. So we could equally be talking about where he's taking from the Rosh Hashanah to the Rosh Hashanah, an act of Hathnasa. And yet, the Kokori Lo Hathnasa. The Tana calls it Hathmasi Merishas Rishas. The Tana calls it Hathnasa. So you see that the Tana calls Hathnasa also under the title of, of Hathnasa. That's the way Tosheth explains the, the Deoch of the Gemara, based on the Gemara in Shavuot. As for Rashi, Rashi is a little difficult. We explain Rashi in the Shiv, because Rashi says, it's the fact that, how do I know how many Mishnah Rishis includes Hafnosah? Because we know that Hafnosah Yachai. 
We said, yeah, but how do you know that's what the Mishnah on Dafa and is talking about? So we answered, the way we explained it is, Rashi obviously explained, like Tosus explained, the Gemara and Shavuot, how Mishnah is a very, sort of, uh, uncommitted uh, statement, Mishnah it sounds like, any Rishus to any Rishus. So therefore we know that includes even Rishus Hayot, uh, uh, Rishus Hayot, but Rashi says, that's not really true. Because what about if I take from Rishus Hayot to Rishus Hayot? And Potter for that. So I mean, Rishus to Rishus doesn't mean any Rishus. So it says Rashi, yes. But when it comes to Hath Nosa, I know you're Chayot. If a person takes from Rishus, Haram to Rishus Hayot, he's Chayot for that. So therefore, surely, that's what the Mishnah, when the Mishnah writes Mirashus to Mirashus, why can they write Mirashus to Mirashus to Rabbim? It must be coming to include another case. Which other case is it coming to include? It's got to be a case which you're chayyim for. Which case are you chayyim for? Mirashus to Rabbim, Mirashus to Yobbim, and that's the part of That's the way we explain Rashi, and I believe that, I believe personally, that's the Anastika Pashat and Rashi. There are places for Rosh understood that Rashi was trying to explain the actual deal, and therefore he was bothered by it. We say that Rashi loves that Tosus based on the Gemara and Shavuot. Rashi is explaining a different point that how do I know that that's the case of Mirashus Mirashus? I know Mirashus Mirashus must be including another case, that Tosus says. All Rashi is explaining is that how do I know it's including that specific case of Mirashus 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 Ayotis? The answer is because that's the case of Tosus. So I ask the Gemara, but time of I, but what packet is the reason? What's the reason why the Tana calls an act of Atmosa? Why do you call it? The answer is because Kalakia says in the Kaimai, because whenever you uproot, you uproot a, a, an object from its place, Tano Hitzar Torah, the Tano calls that Hitzar. You are taking out of its absolute present location. It doesn't matter what its present location is. It could be Rishus Rabin, it could be Rishus Ayotin. You are changing that location, that's called Hitzar. You're taking it out of its place. Omar Abinah says Abinah, Masmisi Nami Teiko, you don't have to shut the Dafai and Gimel. You can be medayik this idea that the time of Paul's Hathnos, the Paul's Eretzor, you can be medayik it from our, our very Mishnah. So it's totally because the, we learn at the beginning of the Mishnah, it says, Yitzir. It's talking about Yitzir Tashat. The Komafari Shatnos Ala'alta. And the very first case we have is, when we go through the examples of the Mishnah, is the case of Hathnos. The Oni picks something up, puts it inside and puts it down. That's the case of Hathnos. And the time of that, Yitzir Tashat. Shunami no, that's a good proof. That Hatnosa is also called Yitzhiyot. Finally, Robo Omar, Robo says, the Balamar says he doesn't, he's not happy with the two Diyokim beforehand, therefore he gives a different shot. Robo says, Rashiyot Katani, it's not a Kasha to start with. The, the Mishnah in Shavuot is talking about Hatnosa as well as Tayyot. The word Yitzhiyot is not, not the verb of going out, it's a noun. And you know what the word Yitzhiyot can mean? It can mean Rashiyot, it can mean domain. Like the Gemara, we have a Tosus quote the Pasuk in Parshas Matei, the Hoyus says the Eishav Hayom, and the Targum says there, what does the word Tosus mean? It means Rashvoti, Rashuyah, the name. Therefore, that's how you read the Mishnah. Rashuyah is Shabbatstein. The domains of Shabbat are two. That's why Rashi explains it, and that's the way you read the Mishnah in Shavuot. So over here you can the same thing. Rashuyah is Shabbat. Yisias are Shabbat means the domains of Shabbat are Shabbat. There are two domains in Shabbat. Shehein Arba, which creates four Chiyobim or Potah, but also four cases for the person standing inside and four cases for the person standing outside. But the word Yitzhiyot is not the verb, it means Rashiyot. Tosus says, he's bothered by it and therefore he's saying slightly different that Yitzhiyot HaShabbat, you read like this, the comma goes Yitzhiyot HaShabbat, comma. There are domains in Shabbat, Ayur Shusharab and Rishasai the two domains. 
and they create Shtayim Shinaba Bakhut, Shtayim Shinaba Bifnir. Two cases of Chiyah for the person standing inside, with the further two cases of Potabalosa, and so for the person standing, two for each of them. Uh, sorry, four cases for the person inside, four cases for the person standing outside. It's just, it's the question is where that word Shtayim is going on. Is that going together with the Shainaba, or whether it's going back on the case of Yisir Toshav, back on those words? But the Peshat is the same, Benefi Tosav, Benefi Rashi. As to, for why Rashi, to, to answer the Kasha of Tosav, the Balamor already sort of sort of answers that question of Tosav, but I'm not going to the actual question that Tosav asks on Rashi. I would just end with one point, and that is, it's well worth noting, although we've explained all along, that is the shift of Moshe Shainim, that the Abmaloch of Esau is transferring from Rashut Hayochit to Rashut Sarabim. Hachnoso, going the other way around, from Rashut Sarabim to Rashut Hayochit, is a total. However, the Rambam, the Rashwa is Medaites and the Rambam, the Ramban as well, in fact, sorry, the, the, the Rashwa brings it, I think, from the Rambam. But if you take a look at the Rambam, you'll also see it. He says, me Rashut to Rashut. He doesn't make any difference whether it's Rashut Hayochit or Rashut Sarabim. Or Rishat Harabim to Rishat Hayotis. They are all an Avmalotha. Where do they get that from? Says the Rashba, it's from this shit of Rapopo. The Hindu, they understand that Rapopo, the Gemara originally suggested the Mishnah Shemuel is only teaching the Avmalotha. What's the Avmalotha? Hesot. So the Gemara says, well, I only give you two cases. So it comes along Rapopo, Rapopo says, no, there's Hesot and Hapnotha. Says the Rashba, that means to say that the Rapopo understands that Hachnosa is also the Avmalotha. It's all, according to the Rambam, it's all not that from Apostle to my Yikari Homi Homi, possibly. No, possibly not, possibly not, I take that back. But it, the Hachnosa is also an Avmalotha, as well as Hachnosa. That's the shift of the Rambam, well worth remembering. Interestingly enough, the Rashba just finished off and he said, if you put together the two ideas, Tosfus and sort of this idea of the Ramban, it's, it could be, it could be that Hetzor is an Avmalotha, whether it be Balabai is taking it out, or whether it's the Oni taking it out, it's an Avmalotha. When it comes to Hatnotha, it depends on who's taking it out. It, it's who's taking it in. If, the, if it's the Oni putting it in, that is an Avmalotha, because that was done in the Mishnah. As we said, the Rebbeim used to put the beams from the ground onto the wagon, that's Rosh Hashanah and Rosh Hashanah, and at the time of the Mishnah, that's an Avmalotha. But if the Balabayit does Avmalotha, that's when you have as we said earlier, Mali Apukin, Mali Yiyude, it could be that Paka Atolva. So it'll come out very interesting that there's a difference as to who does Avmalotha, whether it's the Balabayit or whether it's the Oni, one will be a, uh, an Avmalotha, one will be a Tolva. When it comes to the Hesav, the Hesav will be an Avmalotha, no matter of who does it. But as I said, the majority of Rishonim learn that Hotsar is an Al-Malafa, Hasnosa is a Tolga Malafa, that's definitely the Shetah of Hotsar.